0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 45, our Easter episode. As usual, Father Dave and Rick have a great conversation today. It's especially exciting just because it's Easter. And they talk about how the resurrection is far more than happy, how everything hinges on the resurrection. And, of course, they describe this in a way that only Father Dave and Rick can describe. One of my favorite quotes comes at the end of this episode, where they say true love is not contractual. It's a free gift of self. Anything short of that is a transaction. Unbelievable. Enjoy episode 45, Casting the Net.
1: Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends! Once again, Father Dave here with my co-host Rick, and we are delighted that you're taking a moment of your day to spend with us as we continue casting the net. Uh, Rick, last time when we met, we talked. Uh, really, we were we were ascending to the culmination of the Lenten season, right? The the the, the holiest of days. Hmm. We. We had spent some time talking about Holy Week, and I I, and I felt like there was more for us to say um, to to help frame Easter even more spectacularly.
0: Yeah, went off on a little bit of a tangent, but... Um, that's, I that's, did? That, uh, I think we both did. But it was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, you know, no, no complaints on my end, but... You um, know,
1: as a kid, I was one of those kids, oh, there's a door, I should open it. <laughs>
0: Well C. S. Lewis says, you know, we can't just stay in the hallway. We eventually have to enter a room, you know. And there's there's the uh
1: Oh, I entered a room all right. It's called my bedroom. <laughs> and, and and mom and dad said I'd be spending some time in there.
0: there <laughs> <laughs> no, but here we are. He, he's risen, right? Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah.
1: Feels so good to say that. It does. It does. We're we're uh we're on
0: the other side of Lent and yeah. it's it feels good. But um I think it's such a great feast the feast of Easter and I think mm. um I think we we tend to uh to to think too small when we when we conceive of the resurrection mm. I think we fall into a habit of thinking of it as just um a happy ending for the, for the otherwise tragic story of Jesus. Yeah. And then the credits roll and the credit. And <laughs> I mean, and it is a happy ending, but not just, yeah, it's know?
1: far more than happy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I, you know, we, we, we tend to think of the, resu- it's you know, Easter it, that, that, that gives us hope that there's life after death. So relax. Yeah. I mean, it does, but not just, yes, you know, yes. um, there's so much more going on in this, uh, in this feast and in the story of the resurrection as it's presented by the evangelists. Um, that's worth exploring for us to really grasp to the, uh, grasp the significance of it. Absolutely. And it is, everything hinges on the
1: resurrection. Maybe I want to start there. Hmm. Everything. And St. Paul says as much, right? Yeah. If Christ doesn't, if he hasn't risen from the dead, then this is all a sham. It's yeah. all a hoax. It's all in vain. Yeah. And if he has, if he has every single thing is changed.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's a new creation. It's the inauguration of of a new creation. The advent of a new creation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why we refer to Christ as the second Adam or the mm-hmm. new Adam because he's he has remade the world and especially ourselves um, in grace. Yes, like there, there's no going back to the old uh, the old broken creation that uh, that Christ um, was crucified by or crucified for. That's right. Yeah,
1: that's right. In fact, the Johannine. Uh, account of the resurrection and as it begins in the 20th chapter of john's gospel i think it spectacularly sets sets forth the proclamation of a new creation Mm -hmm. the way that john uses formulation of words perfectly echoes genesis chapter one Mm -hmm. that in the beginning the first day of the week day one Mm. day one is literally the greek composition there we say the first day of the week a little more poetically i suppose (laughs) but to the first century jew that connection of proclaiming christ's resurrection in that way is directly connected to genesis and the implication exactly what you said this is a new creation Mm -hmm. that god is creating anew in uh, in in an unimaginable way with a power. That absolutely renders asunder all threats.
0: That's right. That's right. And I th- you know, just to say a word, uh, another word about uh, the, the idea of a new creation. Um, to the authors of the Bible and, and to the audience of the, of the, the, the scriptures, you know, the, the like you said, the, the, the Jews and the first Christians, um, heaven and earth weren't. Like oil and water, the, the way we tend to think mm-hmm. of them, they, they, they weren't like diametrically mm-hmm. opposed to one another. They were actually two halves of a mm-hmm. single created universe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they 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 there was interplay, there is there is an interconnection. Um, the the sundering or the uh, the separation or the the disunity comes through the fall mm-hmm. that, that we discussed. Um, you know, during during Holy Week. Mm-hmm. Um, through creation or specifically those who are put in charge of creation, us yes, refusing to serve yes, you know yeah that that initial harmony, that state of grace that uh, the first humans were created into, um, which rendered their their bodies incorruptible, rendered a, a unity between themselves within themselves and between themselves and God um, that's all um, ruptured because of the fall yes um, listeners maybe
1: aren't fully aware of that. That God made us to be immortal. Yeah, by, by grace. Yeah, by I mean, grace. Naturally,
0: that doesn't have like our bodies aren't naturally yes. immortal, but uh, in a state of grace. They yes,
1: are. and that death in the Genesis account
0: is a consequence of sin. Yeah, and it's like it's it's one of the. I mean, it doesn't get more practical than that, right? Because death is the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 looming there mm-hmm. for all of us mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, we try really, really hard to evade it in oh, my life. Goodness. I mean, y- you think of <laughs> all of the uh, all of the fountain of youth that are out there. Yeah. you know, metaphorically speaking, industry after industry yeah, after indus- yeah.
1: industry trying to convince us if we just yeah, we can buy their products or do their our techniques, lives, yeah. extend
0: our lives. Yeah. We're, we're trying to, to dodge something that eventually is going to come for all of us. Yeah,
1: interestingly enough, nothing about quality of life in some of these initiatives. That's right, <laughs> only yeah. about yeah. quantity. Yep,
0: just 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 making it longer, right? Right. Um, and so you know for that to be healed what happens I mean the, the creator of the universe comes and goes where human beings can't go themselves as a human being you know mm-hmm. he he undergoes um, the suffering and death of his passion um and you know by the healing creative powers of his of his divinity touches that yes and and um and cancels it out from from the inside out and then he goes um you know he comes out of that in the resurrection, mm. uh, overwhelming, like giving the death blow to that that one thing that 's looming for all of us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. and then you know and creation you know, becomes what it was always intended to be, <laughs> you know through that mm-hmm. like i I think we, we don 't know this is counterfactual, but mm-hmm. uh, you know it sometimes we wonder what, what what would adam be what what would Adam and Eve have become if there had been no sin? Mm-hmm. And you know, a, a good friend of mine—I'm I'm proud to call him a friend. He was actually a professor in grad school, and uh, you know, my 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 thesis advisor—that's that's how I first came to know him. Mm. Um, speculated that his his their bodies probably would have continued to grow in holiness and glory, so they would eventually be, come to look like Christ's body is now mm. um, the glorified body. Yeah, glorified bodies. Uh, of course, sin gets in the way of that. But that avenue is once again open for us because of Christ's resurrection. Mm. You know, the, the 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 inauguration of a kingdom, the mm-hmm. kingdom of God, opens up that avenue for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm.
1: When when we speak about kingdom of God, what drill down a little bit deeper about what that is, what that means, how yeah. I how I how we experience
0: that. Yeah, I suppose the first place to turn is uh, to the Gospels themselves, the accounts themselves. Um, like when the disciples first encounter the risen Lord, it's really interesting to look at the, the words, the language that's used. Like it's just, it's a gentle loving power that mm. the disciples encounter. I mean, what, what, what are Christ's, I don't know about every time he encounters a disciple, but, mm-hmm. but frequently it's, it's, you know, don't be afraid. Yeah. You know, fear not. Right. He addresses them by name. He tells right. them what's going on. Right. And so on and so forth. Like it's, they're, they're the words of, um, of healing and reconciliation and peace, you know. So it's, it's God reestablishing control over a world that had rebelled, mm-hmm. right, that had refused to serve. Mm-hmm. Paradoxically, you know, we, we human beings wanted to be independent, and we end up utterly incapable of governing ourselves, <laughs> right? Um, and God, through the incarnation and through the passion and the resurrection, reestablishes control over the created world. Um, and offers us that opportunity, um, coming to us through reconciliation and uh, and you know we of course we have to repentance as well right but um, but love I mean love marks the kingdom yeah right at the heart of at the heart of the kingdom
1: of God is the reality of love of love alone uh, a love into which we are uh, permitted. And now able with grace mm-hmm. to, to move and live and have our being, quoting the the, the psalmist, uh, where the fullness of life stands to be experienced. There's an accessibility that the resurrection makes possible.
0: Yeah, yeah. The resurrection for for you know, it's it, it's it's a strange phenomenon, you know. I mean, Christ is is bodily in the accounts of the resurrection. But, oh, there, yes. but there's some sort of spiritual. It's it's a spiritualized materiality. Like we're, we're not sure what to make of this. Yes. Like there's, there's enough in the gospels to um to to hint at both things, or both both aspects of reality. But you know we we don't know what to make of that exactly. Well, when he rises, it's body and soul. Right. When he appears, it's
1: body and soul. In fact, mm-hmm. the gospel accounts go out of the way. To accent both, mm-hmm. <laughs> making sure, invitations uh, to Thomas, to feel right. touch. his yeah. touch, yeah. right? Um, telling m- uh, Mary Magdalene not to touch him, right? Mm-hmm. His cor- cor- uh, corporeality. Exactly. Yeah, corporal existence. Being, being uh, um, highlighted. Yeah. So, and for that matter, when he ascends, he doesn't ascend in spirit. He ascends... In the glorified body, it's yeah. it's body and soul. Yeah, it's something to really consider that whatever yeah. heaven is and wherever it is, humanity is present yeah. there That's already. Realities there, yeah. right? It's there, so it's it's not just a dimension.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a physical component, um, and and it's spiritualized, and that's strange. Yeah. But we we would expect, or we should expect no less, because the kingdom that's being inaugurated through that is strange. Yes. Like a kingdom of reconciliation and right. peace and and forgiveness.
1: Well, particularly in the age when that kingdom that would have been established would have been one of vengeance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Retribution? Right. Yeah. I'm back. Yep. <laughs>
0: Well and even to us modern westerners, I mean you know with our with our obsession with individuality and our obsession with um you know here i am i'm I'm standing here uh, if you offend me i 'm going to get even right even even living in the kingdom now yeah um, th- so many of us share a mentality that is utterly antithetical to <laughs> to the kingdom, hmm. which points to a whole slew of other <laughs> questions <laughs> that, that we'll get to yeah. but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean the resurrection's odd because the kingdom's odd mm. because because we live we still live in a in a fallen world. Sure, you know. Sure, the king, kingdom might be here, but it's it's it hasn't been consummated yet. Yeah, as we're saying, as you're saying, the
1: the, the natural response, the human response, say to offense and to hurt, is one of uh, vengeance. Yeah, and the supernatural response, which is not intuitive it's Mm. counterintuitive right it's supernatural it's infused with grace with divine
0: power is very different yeah well it's it's a dynamite line that you've used in a number of easter homilies um you know you confusing me with another no no, i got the guy (laughs) (laughs) even if you're
1: confusing me thank you
0: (laughs) what What is this line what what should what 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 do you think peter would be expecting when he when he encounters the risen christ yes peter who betrays him not not once but Yes, yes. If it was a movie, Peter would be getting it. Yes, he would. Before before the credits rolled. That's right. He would be done for. Yes. Uh, Because that's still how we understand relationships, and that's still how we understand personal dynamics. Sure, sure. And we would be expecting the Lord to deliver
1: retribution in that moment. Like, Peter's got to come into him, so let him have it.
0: But that's not the kingdom. It's not. What what does Peter receive? Mm. He receives... The, Forg- warm, the warmth and forgiveness of Christ, yeah. the loving forgiveness of Christ. Yes. yet yeah,
1: mercy, mercy, right? Undeserved, unmerited uh, relinquishment of debt mm-hmm. is just taken away. Yeah. Peter, this isn't a contractual agreement where Peter is somehow going to give something to the risen Lord that the risen Lord needs, and therefore his
0: punishment is uh, suspended. No,
1: his debt is
0: paid in full. Yeah, if if Peter is anything like me, and I'm sure I'm not speaking alone in this, he he probably would have actually preferred to get some retribution. From, Couldn't from you Christ. yell at I me mean, just a you know, like, little bit, please? Because it, it, we 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 still view love contractually. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and and it's not. I mean, it's yeah. it's a free gift of self.
1: Yeah, true love is. Yeah, anything shorter that's a transaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, friends, he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. And we are so delighted that you joined us for another part of our ongoing conversation, Casting the Net. Friends, he's Rick and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.